When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. Good morning and Merry Christmas, you guys. I'm recording today's episode on Christmas Eve and it's a beautiful day outside. It's about 70 degrees, so my plan is to spend the day outside as much as possible today. This is episode 94 of the podcast. And if you can't tell, I'm still a little raspy getting over this cold that I have. But in the last episode, in episode 93, just a couple of days ago, I was talking about this idea that I had to start a monthly membership group. And I'm thinking of calling it the Widow Connection Community. And the more I think about it, the more excited I get. And I would love for you to be a part of it. So this group, this is what I'm thinking. We're going to get together And we'll meet through weekly Zoom meetings with special guests that are going to come in and join us to talk about certain topics like manifestation and finding life purpose. And it's a place where we can come and talk openly and freely about life and loss and accomplishments and hopes and fears and all of it. I'm just really excited about it. It's going to be basically it's like group coaching sessions every week. And if you can't make the live meetings, we will definitely share the replay so you can watch that at a later date and at your convenience. I think this community has so much potential and I just would love for you to be a part of it. If you're interested, go to www.widow180.com forward slash membership to sign up and to get more information. I have a lot more details there. So go to www.widow180.com forward slash membership. And I hope to see you on the inside. And I want to give a big, big thank you and wish a very Merry Christmas to all the widows that I interviewed this past year. All of the brave, beautiful souls who opened up and poured out their wisdom and experience to share with other widows in hopes that by doing so, they would make a difference in somebody's life. And I truly believe that they did. Here's a reminder for everyone who's listening right now. If you're here, you're needed. You are needed. Every person has a message, a gift to share with this world. The fact that you are alive and walking and breathing is a miracle and something that needs to be celebrated. You are still alive. Your story isn't over. There's still so much more to write. So thank you again to all of my podcast guests this year. It's been such a pleasure meeting all of you and getting to know you. In today's podcast episode, we are going to share some widow to widow advice on how to get through Christmas. So let's get started and hear what they had to say. 
We're going to start first with Kristen Kirk. I did her episode. This was back episode 21, if you want to go back and listen to the full episode. But here was her advice about Christmas. So question number two, the holidays are coming up and lots of widows are dreading this time of year. So what advice can you give them to get through it? I think something that really helped us is I, not necessarily for holidays, because for my son in particular, he was so young when his dad passed away that we didn't get to do holiday traditions together. Um, However, I, for instance, on his birthday, I will let balloons go and we'll send them up to heaven so that daddy gets balloons on his birthday. Um, So I would encourage people to, you know, do something that creates a tradition to, you know, honor your, your, your husband or your fiance or even your boyfriend that passed away, whoever that person was to you, um, create a tradition now that includes them that you can carry on and then that will encourage the conversations where you wind up talking about all the great memories and things like that and yeah it's a little sad because it is what it is but you know oftentimes you forget about things until somebody prompts your memory because our memory has so many things going in it all of the time that unless it's triggered to remember something it's in there, but you don't think about it. So if you do those things, I know memories are something that we all as widows or widowers, you know, whoever you grasp onto those, like as tight as you can, because you don't want to forget. And so one of the things that I want to do is create a journal where every time I have a memory, big, small, little, whatever, I write it in that journal so that 10 years from now when I can't remember something and I want to, it's there on that journal or in that journal or, you know, you can do it on like a voice record, however you want to do it. But I, I really feel like that would be something good for somebody to carry out. And so maybe on Christmas, you get that out and you read all the good memories and Every year you're able to add another one because you're like, oh, I was talking about daddy and I remembered da 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 you know? Yeah. So just creating traditions that include them, you know, if you're able. If you're not able then, and you just aren't there yet, then I would say just try to pick your favorite or your best or your most incredible memory with your significant other and replay it in your mind until you feel a little bit better. Yeah. And then go tackle the world like, you know, you have to, you know. (laughs) This next piece of advice comes from Kim Murray. And this was back on episode 18. This is what Kim had to say. Her husband, so um, what advice would you give them for just getting through the holiday season? I would say do what you want that brings you peace, okay? I mean, I tried to make everything the exact same that first year after Mark died, okay? I did everything. We stayed home. I put up decorations. Everything, the mantle, everything looked exactly like it did. The only thing that missing, obviously, was their father. You know, Mark was missing. 
but I tried to do everything else the exact same way. And I hated every single minute of it. Oh yeah. I hated it. Yeah. And I thought that I'm thinking I'm doing something for everybody else, but I'm not honoring what I needed to do for me. And I think we get stuck in that a lot with, you know, when we have kids and extended family and, you know, Mark was an only child. So his parents are, are my family. I mean, they're my, they're still in our lives. I mean, they're, we're very close. And so I wanted to do the same thing we always did for everybody else's sake, but almost had a nervous breakdown in the process. So my advice would be do what you need to do for yourself. Right. It brings you peace and you don't have to have, um, you don't have to do what everybody else thinks you should do. And you don't have to have that, the, the thought that this is my, this is going to be my holiday forever. You know, no. maybe just that first year you take a time out exactly. <laughs> and then the next year you might feel completely different. And you know, well, that's, it. that's it. I mean, the first year we stayed home and the next year we left. I'm like, I do not mm-hmm. want to be here for Christmas. I don't. And now mm-hmm. that my kids are older, um, I don't do as much decorating as I used to do because nobody helps me anyway. And I am quite frankly done with dragging everything out by myself and putting everything up and taking it down by myself. And they maybe notice it, maybe don't, I don't know. So, you know, (laughs) after a while I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I decided to just, um, I still do, you know, other family ritual stuff with them, but yeah. Oh, I think we get way too caught up in what we're supposed to do according to other people. (laughs) I'm saying don't get caught up in that. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Exactly. This next clip is from the interview that I did with Karen Sutton, and that was episode 79. Here's what Karen had to say about Christmas. I want to go back to what you said about the holidays, because Mm -hmm. I did the same thing. I was like, I don't want to be here for Christmas and I don't want to be here for Thanksgiving. Those are, Mm -hmm. those are family events and I want to be doing something else let's go out let's yeah. do something fun and like and I feel like that's I feel like that's okay mm-hmm. you know that's yeah especially if it's just like okay for Christmas this year maybe it's the first year mm-hmm. you're like you know what we're gonna do something different this year mm-hmm. maybe we'll come back to a family Christmas next year and we'll do all of the things but I feel like I feel like that's okay do you agree oh my goodness do you know what a hundred percent I just think it's too hard it's just too hard and and I have always been a huge lover of Christmas you you know I always went way overboard Simon used to go mad at me what are you doing now um and I loved it and it's it would start sort of middle of November (laughs) do you know what I mean it would just go on and then he died and I was like I don't love Christmas anymore and I don't want to be here. I don't want to pretend. Um, I kind of, you have to a little bit, don't you? Because of the kids um, yeah. and that can be a good thing, but it is, it's heavy. And and sometimes you just go, do you know, I, I just want, I want out. And, and when we went to Disney, we went, we kind of drove to the airport on Christmas night. So they still had Christmas Eve at home and they woke up Christmas morning to their stockings and we saw family in the day and then we went off. And, and, and so, you you know, it's a bit of compromise. That's a good balance. Yes. Yeah. And and it worked, it it worked and it worked well, but I think, you you know, you, you've got to do what you've got to do haven't you? Yeah. you you know and sometimes it's just too hard and it's too painful to sit in it yeah I just did an interview last week 
was it last week? Yeah, last week. And um, <clears throat> we were talking about how this is such a struggle for widowed moms is because, you know, we we have to think about our kids. We know that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to think about what is going to help us get through. So yeah. it's like we are pulled in these two different directions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um like with the Christmas thing, you know, if that's, yeah. if you can't be in your house for Christmas and you, you know, it's too much on you as the mom, when do we, how, like, how do we make that choice? You know, yeah. what, what we're going to do, what are we going to put first ourselves or the kids? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's tough. It's really, really hard. It's really hard. And, I, and I'm a big one for communication you know I think we underestimate children a lot and and I think we keep a lot from them and and you know it has to be age appropriate the communication you're having with them um but they're very perceptive kids they know they know stuff they know when you're not dealing with things well they know when you're finding it heavy and you're sad and and life's not going so great for you um they, they pick up on it and I think if we can tell them that we find things too difficult and, and, and what can we do to, to help ourselves through this? Because ultimately, you know, if you as a parent are struggling and finding things incredibly difficult, that's going to impact the, the, the children, isn't it? You know, and I'm not saying be selfish and please yourself all the time, but I definitely think there's compromises to be made where everyone's kind of needs are, are met. And I think, you know, if we can explain to our children what's going on and and, and kind of say we're just trying our best to, to make things good yeah. for, for everyone, they tend to be on board with that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it is hard. It's it's just this constant battle, isn't it? It's a constant battle. <laughs> you just moral said- dilemmas. <laughs> and this last piece of advice comes from Sharon McHouston. I just did her interview that was on episode 92. So you can just go back a couple of episodes and listen to that one. But here's what she had to say about the holidays. So what advice can you give to other widows to get through the holidays? Well, just survive. I mean, just (laughs) first holiday, you know, just get through it and don't put any expectations on yourself to attend anything that you don't want to attend. I loved decorating my house for Christmas. That first year, I wasn't going to do anything, but I was walking through Walmart and I found this tree that was, I think it was meant to be outdoors. It didn't have a leaf on it. It was just bark, you know, like a dead tree. It had little lights like on the end of the branches. And I thought, that is how I feel. I mean, just this dead, you know, I felt just completely dead inside. So I bought that tree and that's what I had in my house. I love the lights, you know, all the twinkle lights and everything at Christmas and use that for several years. I'm slowly, but surely. And I did not put up a big tree in my house at all until 20, the Christmas of 2019 was the first year from 2012 to 2019. I had little somethings that I would do. Um, so I just, just don't put any, pressure on yourself and don't listen to if you feel like other people are putting pressure on you um don't right did you feel pressure to do things like certain traditions and things that with your kids you know sometimes it's like oh we do the same we always go and get a tree the day after thanksgiving and that's what we did with dad and it's like you feel pressure to do that stuff yes and i think had my kids been younger i would have really felt that pressure 
but I don't think they, I, I think it would, might've seemed weird to them to come home to this highly decorated, oh, Christmas is wonderful this year kind of thing. I mean, I think if they had been still at home and still at school, I probably would have tried to find the energy, the mental fortitude to do it, but um, it just wasn't there. And I knew they didn't really care. They didn't I, care. And like no. you, none of you were in that mental state to, to deal with any no. of that. Yeah. No. That does make it easier that they were older. They could understand mm-hmm. that, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I wish you all so much love and calm and peace this Christmas. And if some joyful moments start to creep in and seep into those cracks in your heart, I hope you let them in. I hope you can just be open to smiles and open to laughter and happiness, even if it's just for a moment. So Merry Christmas, everyone. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community, on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.